Welcome to the Recaps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are on to the fourth item in the basic accessory line, and we're going to discuss whether you should buy it. Remember, no mortal can run a red cap. So as always, I hope you can sit back, listen, and enjoy. All right, boys and girls. AC4, The Book of Marvelous Magic, was written by two people yeah, you may have heard of, Frank Menser and some guy named Gary Gygax. Oh, it also has contributions from Zeb Cook, Tracy Hickman, Ralph Williams, and a bunch of others. Just looking at the cover and the first page where they list all the names, expectations get set pretty high just based on the talent that's involved in the product. But what is the product anyway? AC4 is a book of magic items. All the magic items. Well, at least all the ones that were ever put into basic expert and companion as well as about 500 some odd magic items that hadn't been published anywhere else, but they thought they would include them in the book. There's some tips and information in the book about how to run magic items in your game, things like not revealing what the magic's, magic item's name is right away, uh, letting the PC find out some of the powers by pure experimentation, um, reminder about command words and, and how you, know, you can make them puzzle out the command word or research it or go and purchase it from a wise man. Um, there's an interesting rule that if a player has an init score of six or lower, the character may have a hard time remembering or being able to properly pronounce what the command word is, which I thought was kind of interesting. Finally, um, a reminder is given in there that often magical items for as good as they can be can also be very cursed. And there's very often very little way to tell the difference between a cursed item and it's nice, magical, good sided, uh, counterpart. Um, and just, you know, putting it out there that maybe players think they have one item and it's actually another. If you're a fan of the magic items from DCC, this book is going to probably tickle some fancy for you. There's a bunch of wacky magical items in here that don't really have any specific mechanical advantage to the player. But if the player is creative, they can come up with really cool ways of using them and making them worthwhile. I thought I would read a couple. So here we go. The Blanket of Sleeping. This plain gray blanket is six feet square. It is used to wrap, if it is used to wrap or cover any living creature, the victim must make a saving throw versus spells or sleep until the blanket is removed. The blanket is easily removed by anyone but the victim. If a saving throw is successful, the blanket has no effect. The victim needs neither food nor water while asleep and may sleep for years. A normal hit roll is required if the blanket is used in hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's pretty cool. Another one is the Medallion of Defense. This item has two command words, to grow and to shrink. Upon command, it turns from a medallion-sized to a normal-sized shield plus one. The other command, obviously, returns it back to medallion size. That's also pretty cool if you wanted to sneak a shield into like a, an area that you weren't able to. As I read through the various items, each one felt like it would be an excellent MacGuffin for an adventure. Um, so all that the, said, though, the book does have a bunch of these, like like I said, trapped or magically cursed items that look identical. You got to be careful with those because I think they could easily wreck a player or a party or possibly a campaign. Um, so use caution when you pick which item you take out of that list. While the descriptions and the vast number of items are fantastic, I may have set my own expectations too high just by the name recognition on the cover. 
I don't really have a whole lot of ways that it could be improved though. Um, maybe giving some ideas on where one would find these items or for each category, having a, a named item from, you know, a, a famous named character from D and D lore, uh, and linking it to that person or just making up a person and linking it to a, a specific backstory might be interesting. But again, not doing that leaves it open for the GM to be able to place it in their world however they wish. So that's also a good thing. I would say this is a useful but not necessary product. It's currently about $5 on DriveThruRPG. Interestingly enough, as I'm recording this today, um, I just got a copy of Arcane Artifacts and Curious Curios by Madeline Hall. Or, sorry, Madeline Hale in the mail in the mail today. Wow, that was difficult to say. Uh, it's selling on Amazon for about $22 and in many ways is a very similar product. Uh, it does add a bit of history to some of the items it puts in there. And I thought I would read one. It's also a blanket because I just thought magical blankets was cool. So this one is called the Blanket of Recovery. Appearance, a heavy red blanket knitted from sweet smelling wool. The enchantment. When using this blanket, the user sleeps very deeply and will recover twice as fast from any illness or injury they may have. The history of it. These blankets were knitted by the priests of the sacred body, a temple known for their medical abilities. Their temples are often filled with these, sorry, their temples are often filled with those seeking medical attention. And this blanket was designed to help those in need recover faster. So again, very similar to like say the, the blanket of sleeping, um, where you can use this blanket. There's probably lots of interesting ways that you can try to use it. Um, but I like that on each item, it has this little history um, feature on it. Like there's another one on here, the, uh, let me just flip to a random page, an item called the weather jar. And I won't tell you what it does because you should go get the book. But the history, this jar was an enchanted by a young noble woman. Her parents insisted that she learned embroidery and calligraphy and other skills every young woman should possess. But in her free time, she would sneak off to the library and read books on magic. And so, yeah, it just it kind of gives you a little bit of a backstory where the item came from. Um, and I thought it was neat. If you're not familiar with uh, Madeline Hale, she's created the uh, Table Fables, which are very popular, especially among those who play solo RPGs. Um, this Arcane Artifacts and Curious Curios is a newer book. I'm sure exactly when she published this one. Let me just flip to the page here, copyright page. Um, it doesn't seem to tell me. Sorry, I cannot see the exact date on the copyright page that this was made, but I know this is relatively recent. Um, and it is a hefty book compared to the, the other two of hers that I have, but it's very interesting. It's very neat. Um, and it, it does kind of go hand in hand with what the book of marvelous magic is for AC4. So which one should you get? Um, well, I've got both. And I think they both offer a unique take on, you know, this idea of random magic items. Um, so if you can afford it, get both. If you can't, uh, the Book of Marvelous Magic is cheaper um, and is also very good. Um, and like I said, I really like the idea of using these as MacGuffins. Or if you, you know, if you, if you don't want to really think too much about what you're stocking into a dungeon, if you just want to throw a random thing in, and you don't want to have any preconceived notions of what it might be used for, just flipping to a random page saying, ah, oh, this item is sitting in the dungeon, and then letting the players figure out what to do with it. Um, I think they're both fantastic resources. Um, over the holiday, uh, we just had Thanksgiving here, so over the holiday weekend, I was playing a bit of a solo RPG called No Quest, uh, which I thought I would mention here. 
I'm not going to do a full review on it yet. Uh, eventually, I will get around to doing a review of it and maybe even an actual play because it was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun messing around with it. I'll have more to say on it, like I said, in the future, but the base version of the game is Pay What You Want on Drive-Thru, and I'd recommend going and checking it out. It's, again, NoteQuest. All right, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and that you were eager to come back for more. The call-in number is open. It's 385-2-REDCAP. That's 385-273-3227. Or you can head over to anchor.fm slash the redcaps and leave me a voicemail there. You can reach out to me on Discord or via email and send me audio files. Whichever way you would like to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you. The website, www.theredcaps.net, has all the links to all the things, and you should be able to find me easily from there. There are 10 days remaining in the Child Hero Contest. Tell your friends. Make sure you submit in an entry. There are lots of cool prizes. It's not judged based on the... um, merits of the entry it's all going to be randomly drawn but it is really interesting to hear uh, the different people's uh, ideas on on who their child child aged heroes are which the entries thus far have been pretty cool Uh, i've got some homework to do i think before we do the reveal show on it thanks so very much for listening and remember never let your cap dry out stay safe have fun we'll talk again soon